Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, November 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Military hospitals have unique challenges, including getting personnel to seek care. Going to a doctor for a pilot could mean they're going to get taken out of their cockpit. We'll visit the hospital at an Air Force base in Missouri in just a few minutes. A panel of Missouri appeals court judges has upheld most of a circuit court judge's rewrite of abortion rights ballot summaries. Noah Taborda reports. Last month, Cole County Judge John Beatum modified the summaries, which said proposed constitutional amendments allowed dangerous and unregulated abortions until live birth. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft appealed the decision, arguing the court strayed from its rule by doing so. The appeal court has now ruled the circuit court was right to make many of the changes, but the ruling also will reinsert a summary of a non-discrimination provision in the initiatives that Beatum left out. Ashcroft is expected to appeal the decision to the Missouri Supreme Court. I'm Noah Taborda. Some St. Louis residents are fed up with bad drivers, car crashes, and pedestrian deaths from vehicles. St. Louis Public Radio's Lucretia Wimbley has more on the city's infrastructure and mobility plans for high-traffic areas. City aldermen say new speed humps will be installed in the Old North neighborhood in 2024 after Mayor Tashara Jones signs off. Speaking on St. Louis on the Air, Crown Candy Kitchen's owner Andy Karanzif says the issue of people speeding near the intersection of his business poses a serious threat to customers and neighbors. People drive with no regard for anything but themselves. I tell people, you, don't, you shouldn't worry about getting shot in St. Louis. You should worry about getting T-boned. The Board of Aldermen recently approved several neighborhoods for speed humps, including the 14th Ward, 5th Ward, and Soulard. Officials say other neighborhoods also have speed hump requests in the works, but are not yet ready for the mayor's desk. I'm Lucretia Wembley, St. Louis Public Radio. Most Missouri families cannot rely on public transit to get their children to head start. A new report finds 29 centers in Missouri are within a mile of a public transit spot, but just outside walking range for toddlers. City Mapping Initiative co-founder Abigail Selden says transit agencies could make those centers more accessible, by extending bus lines. This is a powerful program that changes people's lives and that changes the economic trajectory of the communities in which they operate. And we can get all that just by moving a bus stop a couple thousand feet. Just under a quarter of the 335 centers throughout Missouri are within a walkable distance. The Environmental Protection Agency has appointed a coordinator to oversee the federal response to Cahokia Heights' chronic water issues. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. Beth Murphy, a 20-year veteran of the federal agency, will serve as the first coordinator for Cahokia Heights. Similar action was taken to address Flint, Michigan's lead contamination. Murphy's appointment comes after U.S. Representative Nikki Budzinski of Illinois asked the EPA in the spring to appoint the coordinator. Budzinski says she hopes the position can help maximize the federal government's response to longstanding problems with Cahokia Heights sewage and stormwater systems. Our government owes these citizens, these constituents of the 13th District, the people of Cahokia Heights, a lot better. Residents have long dealt with sewer backups in their homes and standing water in their yards. Despite millions of dollars, residents say so far little has changed. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. 
Black communities in parts of North St. Louis City and County will benefit from nearly $4 million in federal grant funding for programs to help reduce health disparities. Washington University and the St. Louis Integrated Health Network will use the money to increase the number of farmers markets that accept federal fresh produce vouchers. It will also provide access to community weight programs. And Dwelly Jolly is president of the St. Louis Integrated Health Network. We're hoping for the population that we're trying to reach start to see a change in wellness and improved quality of life. Jolly says the grant also helps advance health equity in the region through community collaboration. Missouri says it has transferred nearly $40 million to the state's Veterans Commission from the medical marijuana program since its launch in 2018. That includes a recent transfer of $13 million. The money sent to the Veterans Commission will support the upkeep of Missouri's seven veterans' homes. The Department of Health and Human Services also says it has shifted nearly $4 million from the adult-use marijuana program to state agencies, including the Veterans Commission and the Public Defender's Office. Voters approved adult-use cannabis a year ago. Medical providers at military bases throughout the country serve beside the patients they treat on a daily basis. It's a unique way to practice medicine, and it can come with specific challenges. Anna Spidel takes us to a Missouri Air Force base for an inside look. The 509th Medical Group Clinic at Whiteman Air Force Base in Nob Noster looks and feels a bit like a hospital. But instead of scrubs and white coats roaming the halls, uniformed providers wear camouflage. Every so often, the scream of jets flying overhead mingles with the sounds of the clinic. Major Vanessa North, a women's health nurse practitioner, says what goes on inside the clinic is pretty similar to a standard primary care practice. It's a low-risk population, low low complication. Um, You're doing a lot of screening and a lot of education on how to maintain it. But there are some parts, required trainings for instance, that are a bit different. Like your chemical warfare stuff and that it's like learning how to put on a gas mask (laughs) and those simple things that uh, most people don't ever have to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. practicing medicine, doing trauma when you're in a exactly. ER setting here in the state side or even an EMT setting in the rural community is one thing. Doing trauma inside of a big giant suit covered in yeah. plastic and wearing a mask to try and mitigate an airborne weapon while trauma, triaging trauma mm-hmm. patients, those kind of trainings can be a little bit uh, yeah difficult. That was Major Lucas Bohannon, or Dr. Bo, as he's known around base, speaking with Major North. As the chief of medical staff for the 509th Medical Group, Dr. Bo says one of the biggest hurdles in providing care on base can be convincing patients to seek care in the first place. It all depends on who your who your audience is. So is this an active duty member? Because they're terrified to come to the clinic because of career implications. Going to a doctor for a pilot could mean they're going to get taken out of their cockpit and they do not like that. In the military, providers not only evaluate patients based on their overall physical health, but also on their ability to carry out their duties and perform the necessary functions of their jobs. They literally need to make sure their patients are fighting fit, and at Whiteman, flying fit. It's a scary thing for military members because they don't understand the process, Um, and we have to kind of run in between and help run interference between them, and we have to have 
conversations. Um, in fact, uh, our commanders have extra authorization to ask medical questions. One strategy to address this is embedding providers directly into units where they can work alongside the airmen while keeping an eye on them and ensuring that they seek medical care when it's needed. If I said, hey, you look like you're not doing good, I'm going to send you to mental health, I guarantee their stress just went up um, versus having that mental health provider right there in the unit to just kind of be there as a almost a member of the team to help kind of catch something early. It's a lot easier to manage that condition. According to Major North, it's nuances like these that can make the job unique. What would make our jobs easier? Not having the military aspect of it. What makes it more rewarding? Having the military aspect of it. So even though it might look different from other providers, Dr. Bose says... So most providers in the military, they're not here for the money. They're here for the people. They're here for the culture. They're here for the experience. And he says he'll continue to serve simply because he loves helping patients in his community. I'm Anna Spidel. Anna is a reporter at member station KBIA in Columbia. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.